Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome home to the No Parents Podcast. Each week, I share my recovery story of losing both of my parents to help others normalize their thoughts on grief. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome home to the No Parents Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the last episode on triggers. Today is actually going to be a follow-up to that episode on how to respond to triggers. And again, I'm just going to kind of talk, you know, before I mentioned that I had some show notes that I would follow, but now I think I'm just going to go off of, you know, my brain and what I'm feeling. So um, if you haven't listened to episode seven yet, triggers are something that we experience in grief that kind of remind us about things in our past. Like, you know, we might see death in a movie and it might really trigger us and we feel that reaction in our chest that you know, we're we're not maybe not breathing right anymore. And so this episode's gonna be kind of about how to handle those feelings that we come up with. So what can you really do when your mind and your body are having a reaction at the same time? How do you kind of navigate around that and how do you make yourself feel better? Um for a long time this was really hard for me. Um I'm also again wanna mention I'm not a mental health professional and that if you are suicidal or if you really need help, I do suggest seeing a therapist. But um where do we start? So I think that the best place to start, what I've learned over time, is breathing. Because breathing is kind of at least for me, that first reaction that I have is it's almost as if I stop breathing when something triggers me. I'm kind of like and I don't breathe and I keep talking and I keep living my life and then realize, you know, that I still haven't breathed at all. And then it's like my chest starts to hurt. It's like becomes painful and breathing is hard because, you know, I'm I'm sure, you know, if if you're someone that's tried to meditate before, if you're someone that's tried to do yoga where they're like, focus on your breathing and you feel your mind going into other places, you feel like you're not doing it right. And that's not, that's actually not true. Um, I've learned that over the years, that if your mind wanders, the breath is what takes you back to your being. So um, with this physiological response that you have of being shocked by something, being triggered by something, your breathing shortens and you go through this fight or flight mode, and what you want to do is bring it back. So a lot of people practice belly breathing, where you put one hand on your chest and one hand on your heart, and you want to make sure that you're breathing into your belly and you do that by feeling that with your hands and you can count you can go you know breathe in one two three four breathe out one two three four and some people even hold it there without the breath one two three four so I do suggest you know maybe going on google finding the best breathing exercise that you feel like you can follow and then practicing that even when you're not having those triggers because you want to be able to remember that. So even if it's just right before you go to bed, like sometimes that's even great. Sometimes when I can't sleep, I do count to four forward and backward, like breathe in four, breathe out four. And before I know it, I woke up the next morning. So that's something that you can practice. Find the one that's best for you because I've tried a couple and, you know, I'm not going to lie, like some of, not all of them work for me. Some of them are actually distracting. Um, Another thing that you can do is really practice recognizing the trigger, which for me, it just felt like the world was attacking me. Like I kind of just lived my life and just felt like everything was out to get me. And I think that's the depression that kind of gets you. It makes you perceive the world as being a dangerous threat or a place that might not give you favorable outcomes. So 
practice recognizing the trigger as far back as it goes. You know, why did this trigger me? What does it remind me of? Why is my reaction so strong? What's the root? And then if you can, how can I change my view of it? Um, For me, I feel like my biggest issue in life is abandonment. And it's deep. Like, it comes from so many areas. It doesn't even matter. It can be as simple as someone not hearing my side of a story in an argument, not being heard. Um, If I don't have support or if I feel like someone doesn't see my side of something, I feel abandoned. And that's not, maybe not totally rational because other people are allowed to have their own opinions too, but at the same time, like, that's where, that's my root cause is abandonment. Or, you know, like I said in my last episode, when I lost my job, I felt abandoned by my company. I felt abandoned in the world again because I don't have parents to fall back on. And those times for me where I feel abandoned, it's like my world stops. And all I can think about is how how sad I am about myself and how sorry I feel about myself. And And, you know, with that, you have to practice self-compassion, which brings me to my next topic, which is self-compassion. And it's basically, you have to remind yourself, like, it's okay for me to feel abandoned. Um, It doesn't serve me the greatest, you know, it doesn't serve me to my greatest good, but it is understandable and it is normal. It's human. It makes sense. It's something that happens to everybody and it and it might not be the most healthy thought that you can have and it might not serve you but it is normal there there are so many thoughts that come with grief and even if it's not abandonment you know let's say it's like let's say that you're missing out on something you know like you are missing out on memories that you kind of won't have with a loved one and you don't know where to put this love and you don't have a place to put that love and that could be abandonment too but it can also be like you've you've lost that that connection you've lost connection with your support systems you've lost connection with your grounding and you have to have that self-compassion that teaches you that like you know for example for me like I'll be at the park sometimes and I see like a daughter pushing his kid on the swing and I'm kind of like man like I don't even remember that with my dad and and I'm never gonna have that and you know at the same time like you want to like how can I change my view I try to be happy for them I try to be happy that that daughter has her dad in her life and you know with not being heard I try to remind myself that some people are just projecting their own life and everyone's going through their own thing and it would be a disservice to myself to think that the world revolves around me and I'm kind of responsible for healing my own self and of course I want to be heard and respected by those that I love but I have to understand too at the same time that they're also their own human being and they're not responsible for how I feel. Also, in addition to this, you want to be able to communicate to someone how you're feeling. Because with triggers, it can be like, you know, you're, sorry if you hear my cat meowing, but you want to communicate to someone like, hey, right now I'm hurt because at this present moment, this conversation is reminding me of the loss that I've experienced with my parents. You know, this, 
brings me back to a childhood memory where I wasn't heard or I wasn't seen. And I need time to think about this. You know, you don't always have to respond to everybody and everything with a reaction right away. You can actually give yourself time to think about it. Like, I want to return to this conversation when when I can, when I'm able to. Or, you know, if you're living your life and something happens and maybe you're at work and something happens and you feel triggered and you don't feel like it's professional to speak up, you just kind of want to give yourself time, maybe take a break, maybe go to the bathroom and just sit and try to remind yourself, like, it's okay for me to feel this way. Do your breathing, rest, give yourself a moment, and then just kind of reflect backwards. So when it comes to triggers, it's all about going inward, connecting with yourself, reminding yourself that it's okay, reminding yourself that you have the strength within you to get through it. It's uncomfortable. Like, it's not easy to just be like, oh, I'm having a panic attack and now I'm not. Like, that's not reality. You know, it it takes a lot of um, practice, really, because, you know, I am someone that has had panic attacks for years and I don't want to say that I can just, like, stop them, but I can definitely recognize when they're coming. I can kind of either push them away or, you know, make them make them less scary because they are scary because you feel attacked, but you just want to give yourself that time. You know, something for me too is I actually, I don't know how many of you are able to do this, but actually one day a week, I give myself a day where I do yoga, I take a bath, I do a face mask, I journal, I cry if I need to, I get out of the shower, I blow dry my hair, like do a full blowout with like nice products and just moisturize my face and like moisturize my body and I feel really good and I put my favorite slippers on and I put like my silk robe on and I sit in bed and I like I'll shave my legs so that it feels all good when I get in bed and I'll watch my favorite shows or I'll just sit there and I'll read a book that you know kind of motivates me or speaks to me in some way and that's kind of my me time to connect back with myself and the things that inspire me and the things that make me feel good. And for some people, they do that every day and they live their life as a spiritual practice. And I hope to get there one day, but it's all about taking care of yourself and allowing yourself those feelings and allowing yourself like, it's okay for me to have feelings and it is okay for me to have a reaction to things that are going on around me. Because there's just so many times in life where you're going to have these triggers and for you to sit there and not allow that to happen and you to fight it and for you to sit there and just have a trigger and just try to keep going on about your day. It's not realistic. Like, it might work. You know, I mean, I'm a master of denying my feelings and just like (laughs) moving on about life and going on autopilot. But, you know, in three years time, I crashed. Like, I crashed and realized, man, like I've really been hurting myself by doing that. So if I had any advice for you, it would be to sit with your emotions and feel them and just kind of work on that. And I mean, I wish I had more to tell you and I wish this episode was longer, but I think there's some simplicity in it not being that long because it is really, it is really that simple. You know, you want to breathe and you want to practice recognizing the triggers and you want to practice self-compassion and you want to be able to communicate your feelings to someone and then rest and give yourself that time to reflect. So if you can do those five things, breathe, practice recognizing, practice self-compassion, communicate it, rest and recover, and you keep doing that over and over and over and over again, you will start healing yourself and you will start acknowledging the things that upset you and you'll be able to actually move forward. 
So with this topic of triggers and how to respond to triggers, I think it would be a really healthy next episode if we talked about celebrating life. Because if we can kind of shift our brain into having a more positive outlook on life, our triggers won't feel as heavy. So next episode, I want to talk about ways that we can celebrate the life of someone that we lost and ways that we can celebrate our own lives because I feel like sometimes when someone else dies, we kind of die too and we feel like we've been buried as well. So I want to talk about the ways that life can still be celebrated and all the exciting ways that you can continue to move forward because I know there was a point in my life where I was like, I'm never going to smile again. And I know that for a fact, like strong fact, I will never be happy again and that is not true. And if that's where you are right now, it's understandable. It's okay. You know, practice that self-compassion. Practice that it's okay for me to feel this way right now. But know that in the future, your end goal is that just to have a peaceful day one day, just to have a lighter day. And eventually the days will get lighter. So we're going to talk about celebrating life as our next topic. And if you haven't followed me on Facebook and Instagram, that's the No Parents podcast where I do post my daily thoughts. So I hope that you check that out, and if you have any questions or comments, leave a question in my direct messages or in the comments, and I'd be happy to respond, and if you want me to cover anything that I might have not talked about yet, I would love to hear your opinions, and I hope that you have a great day, and I will see you next week for episode 9.